You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're joined by Frank Hoare, Interim Executive Director of the New York State Thruway Authority, which is looking to impose a 5% toll hike on EasyPass users starting in 2024 and another 5% in 2027, the first system-wide increase in more than a decade, and is designed to help meet the system's safety needs and fund improvements such as bridge replacement. Welcome to the show, Frank. Thank you very much. Good to be here. It's our pleasure to have you here in the studio. So in January, the Comptroller's Office issued a report urging the Thruway Authority to explore uh, more cost-saving measures and non-toll revenue operations before implementing a new toll increase. So how, if at all, have you heeded the advice of the state's top elected fiscal watchdog? Well, it was more of a statement than a report that he issued. He stated the obvious. We, in fact, raised those points to him. He's been in at the Thruway for 14 months now. His staff is uh, looking at the way we collect tolls. But he stated the obvious, which is that a toll increase should always be a last resort. And in fact, for 14 years, the last, uh, which was when the last toll increase uh, went into effect, for 14 years, we've, we've lived by that. But in those 14 years, we've seen prices for everything from steel to asphalt to salt for our snow plows in the winter go up astronomically and and particularly spike in the last two years under uh, the COVID epidemic. So between uh, 14 years, price hikes, uh, we're not in the state budget. We receive no state or dedicated federal dollars. Well, we're in a position now that if we're going to operate, maintain, and build on the throughway to keep it safe and reliable, we need to increase the tolls. And we think this increase is very modest. In most cases, it's pennies, and commuters will see very little over the next four years, uh, a very modest increase, particularly if you compare us to Massachusetts or New Jersey. In the past 14 years, though, as the Thruway Authority has avoided putting into place toll increases, there have been measures taken by the Cuomo administration at, at the time to inject revenue into the Thruway Authority, both in 2013, 2015 as well. So have you gone to the legislature and the governor and asked for a big bag of cash? No, we haven't, because in 1992, the legislature and the governor determined that the throughway would be a user fee system. That we would well, but, but just to be clear, though, there have been experiences where you've gotten money in the past. So what was different about those experiences that would keep you from hoping to recreate the windfall that the authority was able to realize in the past? Well, it was a very isolated case, as you point out, only a couple of times in the last four years, mm-hmm. and they were for particular purposes. Again, we've tried and have lived by the spirit of what the legislature and the governor at that time decided in 1992 which would be that taxes would not support the throughway. It would come from those that used the throughway. So then when you talk about exhausting all the options, and you essentially haven't exhausted all the options, you've ruled one out, basically. Well, I would take issue at that. We, what we've decided that the good public policy is to have the people who are using the throughway uh, pay for that. And certainly there's been no indication from the legislature that they are uh, willing to put us in, in the state budget. And legislators acknowledge to me that they believe in that 1992 decision and that that allows them to spend state tax dollars on other priorities in terms of uh, education and health care and all the other things that that they're interested in. Do you think it was a policy mistake potentially driven by politics for lawmakers in the Capitol, including the former governor, to essentially, from our perspective, 
muscle the thruway authority into avoiding putting off a toll hike for so long? Is it possible that smaller toll hikes should have been implemented over the last 14 years so that you know we wouldn't be in the situation we're facing now in, in terms of the dire need that the authority is facing with its uh, financial responsibilities and the work that you need to do? Well, I'm not going to second-guess those decisions. I, wasn't, I wasn't sitting in this uh, chair uh, during those years. But again, I, the mission of uh, the Thruway is to run a safe and reliable system, and we've been doing that. And if I can keep my cynical reporter hat on for one more question, uh, in the past, there's been this kind of kabuki theater over tolls with a proposal that would come in and then uh, the former governor would rescue the drivers in the thruway with some sort of bailout, as we mentioned before, or uh, an idea of some sort of other plan. Uh, Is that going to happen here? Is there any sort of coordination with the governor's office or an expectation that Governor Hochul is going to come in and give some money or you guys are going to come in at the last second and say, well, we've we've done the work and we can do a two and a half percent increase, not five percent. Let's all hug and be friends again. Well, I'm not in the business of predicting anything, particularly in the... the No armchair quarterbacking and no predicting. You're no fun, Frank. No fun. Here to do the job. Okay. So because tolls don't differentiate based on the wealth of a driver, has there been any consideration of implementing some sort of system that would take into consideration the ability of drivers to pay these tolls, whether it's uh, some sort of financial means testing or just charging Mercedes-Benzes and not Honda Civics? No, we have not uh, looked at that. Our tolls are based on the size of the vehicles and the distance that they travel. For listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Frank Hoar, Interim Executive Director of the New York State Thruway Authority. Should there be some sort of accommodation for the potential hardships that people might pay? I mean, if you're billing people's easy pass, I have to imagine you might have access to information, or if people wanted to submit the information to give some sorts of rebates or some other sort of financial considerations. Again, I'm not going to opine on matters that are best left to the legislature and the governor to discuss. That's something they could theoretically do, though, if they wanted to? Well, they can look at any issue and determine what's in the best interest of the people of the state. If a toll increase leads to people avoiding the thruway, is there any concern that the other roads and bridges that they might go to can handle the wear and tear of potential increased traffic? I suppose that's a possibility, but that's not what we're seeing in in, in real life and day-to-day. Folks uh, continue to travel on the thruway and to use the thruway, both commercial vehicles and our commercial and trucking industry that we rely on for commerce. They're using the thruway because they know it's a safe and and reliable system to get them where they want to go. And because I still am on my parents' EasyPass account. So turning away from toll hikes, though, let's look at the service plazas along the thruway system, which are in the process of being replaced and in a handful of cases renovated. What is the new timeline for completing this project, which has fallen, understandably so, behind schedule during the COVID pandemic? Right now, all 27 will be completed by uh, the summer of 2025. We have six up and running as I sit here with you today. Four more will be opening uh, over the next month. Another one this summer, and then four more by the end throughout the fall. And one year from today... Uh, If you invite me back, if I'm still sitting in this chair, I'll be able to say to you that we can anticipate that 22 out of the 27 will be up and running for the the summer of 24 uh, summer season. 
Would you like to be the Thruway Authority's permanent executive director? That is up to the governor. Well, but I'm asking you what you would like to do. If she said, hey, Frank, you think you're doing a great job. Would you like to stick around? That interview you did on the Capitol Press Room, you blew my socks off there. What would you say? Well, I would say thank you for the opportunity to have served in this interim position. I love public service. I've devoted most of my life to, to public service, and I enjoy dealing with these important issues and working with a group of dedicated and experienced professionals at the Thruway. Well, that's good, because I'll definitely be asking you to come on again. So I'm glad we've got all this figured out for the future. But sticking with the Thruway plazas, uh, a recurring theme of the newly opened plazas seems to be how narrow they are in construction, whether it's hallways to get to bathrooms or simply navigate the space. And then there's also entrances and exits that are a little difficult to open. I know I look strong. I'm I'm deceptively weak and I have a tough time with it. I see other people as well. There can be a shortage of bathrooms at some times. And I noticed on a recent trip out to Syracuse, just a lack of recycling containers. So what role, if any, did the Thruway Authority play in the designs of these plazas or or approving the designs? Well, Thruway was involved in drafting the RFP, the request for proposal, and then the ultimate agreement that was entered into by the Thruway Authority with the operator of those service areas, a company called Apple Green. And Apple Green, in turn, uh, contracted with a design builder to do the actual construction and building of, of the, uh, the sites. So we've gotten mostly positive reviews. I know sometimes... Really? Yes, absolutely. Someone's so, going to submit a FOIL request for those at some point. We, well, most of it is, is word of mouth and, ah. and, and uh, com- frankly, compliments uh, to me on behalf of our, our, our staff. And most folks uh, understand that the throughway service areas need to be modernized, and they see it as, as positive, and they enjoy... The amenities, the be- there's better f- uh, food service. There's opportunities to take a break uh, with your children in, in, in the playgrounds. There's a dog walk. And for our, our truckers and our, uh, our commercial drivers, there are going to be four sites that will have amenities for our, for our drivers. They're going to have locker rooms with, with showers and cleaning facilities, uh, washer and dryers, and places that they can, they can take a rest so that they, when they do return to the road, they're in a, a, a safer uh, position. There's been cr- some crowding at the at the ones that have opened. Again, the ones that have opened have tended to be the smaller of the three different sizes that we are building, um, and that was because that was just the construction schedule got them done first. So they are smaller than ones that folks will see, and they're a little bit more crowded now because there are other service areas that are closed. Once all the service areas on the system are are open and running, you're not going to see that crowding. And the size was determined by the, the, the use, the, the, the traffic from the previous ones. So it wasn't an, an arbitrary decision in terms of what size to build. And it was based on data and it was based on, on, on the surveys from folks of what they wanted to see there. Uh, in less than a month, just, just in, in, in the Albany area, you're going to be seeing just south of here, the new Baltimore service area open, which is accessible in both directions, coming north from from New York City and the Hudson Valley and going south back, back to the Hudson Valley. And that is, will be uh, the largest of, of the uh, service areas that will be open. And I invite folks to see what uh, I've had the, uh, the opportunity to, to visit there several times on the construction. The building is huge. We have a lot of amenities there. We have great food offerings there that will be going 24-7.
So no plans at this time to incorporate any of the feedback, positive or otherwise, into the design of the outstanding work that needs to be done? Well, we always welcome constructive criticism. We're constantly reacting to that. So you just mentioned an issue about recycling. We'll certainly look into that. Um, Those cer- doors. It's embarrassing sometimes when I try to open the door and uh, it doesn't really budge for me. So well, that, that would be helpful. We'll, we'll try and work on that and uh, maybe we can work out at some point too, you and I. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll certainly take that in consideration. And we're all, again, we're always looking for, for suggestions and, 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 our, and, and react to con- constructive criticism. One of the items that was suggested to us by the public was uh, adult changing stations. Mm-hmm. And that was something that wasn't in the original design. We received that. We thought it was a great idea. And we have now incorporating going forward uh, adult uh, changing stations in, in several of the, of the service areas. Not all 27, but they will be there. And again, we're trying to figure out where is the best place to put them. You mentioned the new food operators, and one of those is Chick-fil-A, which is operating at some of the new service plazas. And while their chicken sandwich can be delicious, uh, they're not open on Sundays when New Yorkers get hungry and travel on the thruway. And some people refuse to dine there because of the company leadership backing anti-same-sex marriage initiatives in the past. So does it make sense to have them as an option on the thruway system considering those two realities? Well, again, they're there because... Our customers ask for them to be there. They are the most popular and uh, restaurant right now uh, in the country, yeah. and customers wanted them. So, so we re- we reacted to that. We did not specific the throughway did not specifically choose them. That was done by the operator Apple Green, but Apple Green was responding to the the customer surveys, and both in terms of the popularity and wanting those options and and what Chick Fil A brings is just not their own as the most popular in the country. But they also help attract other name brands. And you will see that we have uh, Panera and, uh, and Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts. And we have a wide variety of healthy options. And I think the real point is that, that when anybody stops at a service area, they will be able to get a hot or cold meal 24 hours, seven days a week. Except so, on Sundays at Chick-fil-A. But there will be other options there at, at that service area. Hopefully the Burger King does not get overwhelmed uh, with all that increased demand. Um, Vendors at service plazas like Chick-fil-A are allowed to charge uh, their captive audience a 10% markup over comparable products sold in the vicinity. So how are those prices policed, if at all, by the Thruway Authority? We have service area representatives who monitor and uh, visit all all the sites. So that's one of the things they look for among among many Mm -hmm. Uh, as their duties and responsibilities. So they look at those prices. They make sure that it's uh, in adherence to the contract, as you referenced, no more than 10% from off-site locations. And when they do that, and as has happened, uh, we're on the phone right away to to our representatives at, uh, at Apple Green to, to, to have them fix it, and, and we have. That's been noticed so far with your experience with Apple Green? We've gotten some inquiries about it. We've investigated it, and if, when found to be accurate, and there were a couple of instances where it was, we, uh, we fixed it. Well, finally, it was reported during the budget process that uh, one of the contractors working on this was looking for some uh, money from the state to, to help uh, address some of the overruns and costs they were experiencing. What's the status of that request as far as you're aware? I'm not hearing anything about money being put inside the budget. Is that your understanding? Is there additional talk about uh, some sort of money from the state going to the contractors? 
Where does that issue stand? Well, the budget's passed, as you know, and you've no, and you reported I on. I like that you gave me the credit for that. I, I, I was familiar with that. Thank you. And reported on. Um, this, the service plazas are being constructed pursuant to a public-private partnership. That means that Apple Green is putting up the entire amount, $450 million, to, to construct and rehabilitate those 27 areas. There's no toll-payer dollars. There's no taxpayer dollars going into that. And there will not be. That, that has not changed. We've been speaking with Frank Hoare. He is the Interim Executive Director of the New York State Thruway Authority. Frank, thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. And I'll just do one final shout-out to all the dedicated men and women at the Thruway, particularly uh, as we approach the Memorial Day holiday. We're proud to say that we have over 100 veterans working at the Thruway Authority. And they bring that dedication and experience to their duties at the Thruway. So thank you. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by the Boom Moose Club in Albany, a co-working space for people with business at the Capitol or those just needing a home base for the day. More information on facilities and other services available at bullmooseclub.com.